hi guys and welcome to the Growth Point TV podcast. This is episode number two and I got with me a very special guest, Tapiwa Kundoro. I've just invited him on the podcast so that he can share us, share with us his story about his company, Vaca Building Materials and Hardware, which is currently operating here in the UK as well as back home in Zimbabwe. Um, so just to start off this podcast, um, just to give you just a layout of what we're going to talk about. The first segment, we're just going to talk about Tapiwa's company. Uh, he's the current CEO of Waka Building Materials. And the second segment, we're just going to talk about his personal growth journey um, so that we just get some insights and inspiration in terms of business, entrepreneurship, understanding finance, and as well as personal development. So without wasting too much time, I would like you to introduce yourself to the podcast, please. Hello, my name is Tapiwa Kundoro, and I am the CEO of Waka Building Materials and Hardware, based in Zimbabwe and in the United Kingdom. Okay, yeah, sure. Thank you for that brief intro. So just tell, tell us a bit, why, why did you start uh, your company and when did you start your company? What was the idea behind your, your enterprise? So, um, Vaka started about um, almost 12 years now ago. Wow. This was a project that started as part of an MBA project when I was doing my MBA at university. Uh, I had to come up with a, a business idea that would work. And I think for me, listening to a lot of Zimbabweans based in the United Kingdom, who we were trying to build at home at that time, everybody had a sad story to talk about. Uh, that they'd send money home to Zimbabwe, to family, to friends, for them to buy building materials or for them to buy houses, mm -hmm. but these things never arrived. Mm -hmm. So um, I saw a gap in the market and I realized that uh, there could be a service that could help Zimbabweans in the diaspora to actually buy their products here in the United Kingdom and they have their products delivered in Zimbabwe. So that is when we started the Waka Jenny back then in 2000 i think it was around 2009 okay yeah yes. so so you've got quite quite a considerable amount of years in in terms of trading as a legal entity so it is yeah. getting it off the ground can you just tell us about in terms of finance how much did you have to sort of put in to get this thing started you know, it just helps us to understand if we talk about numbers, it just gives us a bit of perspective sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I think we, one thing we have to appreciate is um, it's important to have help from, yeah. from our friends and family. So um, the whole idea behind the, the Vaca project was an Amazon kind of like project okay. whereby um, people pay for their products. We talk to the suppliers, pay the suppliers, and we deliver the products. So I think the, the nice thing about that was that we did not need to have a lot of money in terms of stock because you would just pay me your money for bricks. Then I would talk to, to the brick supplier who's Wildell, and then Wildell would deliver the bricks or we would manage the delivery process. And I think um, in terms of setting up office in, um, in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. we had to... Um, we had to use my dad's own office, so he has got his own company. So we asked for a room there. That's where our first building was. So there was no cost no, initially yeah, to no us in terms of yeah. setting up. So I think um, that made a very big difference. Yeah. 
having him to support us. And then here in the UK, it was uh, me initially who was dealing with the phone calls, talking to the customers, supporting the customers. And I think um, just reflecting now, talking to you, it was it was different back then. Okay. We did not have WhatsApp. We did not have Facebook. <laughs> so communications with the Zimbabwe office was difficult because we had to communicate via email or we had to communicate via text or proper mm-hmm. phone calls. So um, I think those were some of the sort of onset challenges. But in terms of setup costs for the money, I think it was just the website. I think we were one of the first building construction mm-hmm. companies to have a website because that's yeah. well, that was when Google was sort of coming in, search engines were sort of coming in in terms of uh, the Zimbabwean market. So mm-hmm. I think that we had very limited cost. I would say setting up the business would have costed us maybe about a thousand thousand pounds. Okay, yeah. Yes. So it's very very lean startup cost, isn't it? Very minimal because, like you were saying, you're leveraging leveraging technology to sort of go to a wider market. I think that's what's worked for the big brands in terms of Amazon, eBay, you know, the rest of them that are operating at the moment. So in terms of your customers, where, where would you say most of your customers are concentrated as a business? Are they here in the UK, in South Africa, or where, where are you getting most of your customers from at the moment? We, we've got a lot of, I would say a majority of our customers are based yeah. here in the UK. Okay. So I would say maybe 70% of our customers come, come from the UK, yeah. Zimbabweans that are building back home. And we've got a bit of a market in um, Australia. We've got a market in um, in the United States of America. We've just set up an office there in the United States of America okay. and the South Africa office as well. So these are two markets that we are beginning to sort of understand, trying to understand how best we can work with them and them understanding us as well in yeah. terms of the services that we, yeah. we offer. Because I think we are, we, we're not just a, your normal hardware shop. We're not just your normal building material supply. I think we are a service. So we do offer service for our customers in terms of uh, from point of sale to point of delivery. We will okay. make sure they, they, they don't have to worry about um, organizing transport to co- collect their products. Mm. We will manage that process for them. That's part of the service that we offer as a business. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very exciting because you've essentially just cut out the worry for a lot of people buying and selling things back home to build and I can see there's a huge need for this sort of service in terms of uh, in, in the offering in the Zimbabwe market. Because when you did mention there's a lot of traditional hardware shops in Zimbabwe, I know I can name a few, but a lot of them don't have any presence at all in the UK or abroad. And I think, yeah, yeah sure, go on. I, I, I think that's, that's the important thing there in that um, the back office element yeah. helps us. And I guess also being a one-stop building partner mm-hmm. makes a big difference in that we, we have brought all this. I think we've got about 40 companies yeah. on our books that we work with. So we have brought all these companies into one place and customers can just buy all the products in one place. So imagine if you're in the UK, you're trying to buy bricks, you're trying to buy sand, you're trying to buy um, paint, you're trying to buy steel, you're trying to buy tiles. You've got to speak yeah. to about 40 different people yeah but in Tawaka, you can just speak to one person and it's it's done okay so so in terms of um setting up that platform uh, can you talk us about 
in terms of setting up how do you go about in terms of collecting revenue that sort of thing you know because i understand you do take multiple currency from from in terms of any any purchases for customers how does that all work so here in the united kingdom i think that's yeah. the easiest one people can just pay through bank transfer yeah and we we work in partnership with a company called tech payments so okay. customers from anywhere in the world can pay with their cards in the comfort of their homes so we can send them an email link or they can check out on our website and mm-hmm. just pay for the product using their visa or mastercard yeah. or some of the american cards like american express people can just check out using that platform so i think it makes it easier for customers who are in australia yeah. even not to worry about um sending money via um, western union or mukuru you know the difficulties of just going to stand in that queue to yeah. collect the money and then the yeah. sel- security risks that are involved going around with bulky monies i think it makes a big difference that people can just pay by the card yeah. system and we just deliver their products okay yeah because it's really exciting because if you consider um the, the bulk of the working age zimbabweans are currently somewhere not back home in zimbabwe they're based all over the world that that just presents a huge market and it's just surprising why so many companies back home are not leveraging technology actually you know in terms of offering more services to people that are not in zimbabwe because it it makes more sense isn't it if you can attract those customers back back home obviously yeah i think uh, in in my view i yeah. think the the zimbabwean companies are a bit uh, relaxed in yeah, that yeah. i think i think they've they've got enough market within themselves okay so that's why they don't want to try to to, to push out. a lot I mean if you look at um over the past year we have been trying to engage uh mortgage providers finance providers so that we we've got a lot of customers based in the UK who want yeah. to build houses but you know money sort of trickles in you don't get lump yeah, sums yeah. Mm. so customers look for mortgages but just to get banks on board or to get mortgage providers on board it's it's a big challenge because they don't they don't want to really touch the diaspora market Mm. but that is that is where the money is that is where the foreign currency is the country needs foreign currency and i think it's it's missed opportunities in terms of that yeah i understand so in terms of um you your uh, where you are at the moment can you just give us just a overall in terms of what's the how many employees are you currently employing how many locations are you currently sort of um, operating out of so Vaka at the moment employs yeah. about um 22 people. Okay. And we have got offices here in the United Kingdom. Mm. We have got an office uh in the United States of America, an office mm. in um in South Africa. Mm. And in Zimbabwe we've got offices in uh Arare, Bulawayo and Gweru. So we are very much I think the nice thing about our model mm-hmm. we don't need to employ a lot of people because we are an e-commerce kind of business in that uh, most of the things are done online and people can just buy their products online so our job mainly is to coordinate the delivery process for our customers so we talk to our suppliers to say we need this product organize transport and ensure that the products are delivered and that they are enough so that's okay. i think that's where most of our work kicks in in terms of mm. managing the supply chain and the delivery process okay yeah 
yeah, that, that, that that's very insightful in terms of having a very lean startup. I think um, because you're using the internet as well, it's 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 making it very, very, very a very lean organization. I think, in my, my opinion. Um, so, in, in terms of um, you sort of growing, twenty twenty one is a very difficult year. We all know we're currently in the lockdown here in the UK. And how how has that impacted your business at the moment? And what are your projections looking like in terms of operating in the pre-COVID era and in the current COVID era, actually? Yeah, I think it's um yeah. it's difficult for mm. any businesses uh, to operate in such kind of environment. Mm. And I think uh, Zimbabwe has just gone into into lockdown as well. Oh, for okay. for the next four weeks, so mm. Zimbabwe will be in lockdown for the next four weeks. So most of the clients that are paying for, we, we still have clients still paying mm-hmm. for products, but it's only that uh, the delivery process is now difficult because we can't, uh, we can't supply the products. Most companies are closed in Zimbabwe. So I mm-hmm. think that will have an impact or for the next four weeks, uh, I think it will have a big impact. But I think um, as, a, as a business, there is, there's a certain element in that uh, most of our clients, some of them would go, would buy building materials and travel to Zimbabwe to, to, get, um, to get the products delivered whilst they're there. Mm. So most clients can't travel at the moment. Oh. And those that traditionally went to Zimbabwe mm. to buy for themselves are having to revert to us. So I think uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has um, helped us as a business in that people who could not travel, if just because some people can't stop their projects, they want to finish their projects. So I think for us, it's given us a bit of an advantage in that more customers are beginning to build relationships with us mm. so that we, we are supplying them the building material. So I think it's, um, though the business is low, but we are beginning to develop new customers, build new relationships. So I think uh, this COVID-19 time is, is a time for, for building relationships with, uh, with customers, with mm. potential new partners and suppliers. Okay. And, and in terms of uh, revenue, um, have you noticed a, a, a massive change significantly between obviously operating in 2019 and 2020? Have you noticed any changes in your revenue or has it gone up, has it increased? Or It's actually declined. declined it's actually okay. declined since, hmm. uh, since March last year, yeah. when COVID nineteen kicked in, I think revenues have, have gone down. Yeah, but as, as a business, I think we are we are thankful in that we mm. we have not laid anybody off. We have we have managed to to work differently, to to do things differently, and just try to to be safe. I think I think the important thing in, in all these things is yeah. safety. Yeah, if you are not safe, you are not um. You're not, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to be alive. So I think yeah. we we've sort of chosen safety over everything else as a business over the past um, since since March last year. But I think uh, we are grateful that we we continue to survive. We we have had to think differently in mm-hmm. that we are predominantly a building materials business, but mm-hmm. we have had to um, to come in the groceries industry. Uh, we have partnered with a with a shop in, in Zimbabwe called Canaris Groceries. Mm-hmm. So they are delivering groceries for people's loved ones. So I think this this has helped us because most people are not traveling in yeah. Zimbabwe because of the restrictions and mm-hmm. because of uh, health issues and all that. So we can now 
also deliver groceries to loved ones in Zimbabwe. So I think uh, during times of pandemics, during times of difficulties, you think differently. And I think that's what we have done now. We have, we have brought this business on. We are doing grocery deliveries now, even during the lockdown. So yeah. I think that's helped us in terms of income and revenues for us. Okay. Okay. So that's one, one arm of your brand you can branch into. Is there any other sort of uh, fields you want to go into as, uh, as, you, as you're planning to expand your brand? Um, any business is mm. got to to keep thinking strategically what yeah. what would things look like in the next yeah. five years. So I think uh, for us, one thing that we were keen to to develop was um, sale of of land in in Zimbabwe because I'm sure you know the land industry in Zimbabwe is just tricky. The yeah. regulation, there's, there's no trust. Yeah, there's no trust. Yeah, the regulation is got too yeah. much loopholes. Yeah. So we we are working with um sort of experienced um experienced land developers in Zimbabwe. We've just brought our Rawson properties mm-hmm. on board. So these are reputable companies that will sell genuine land in Zimbabwe. So we mm-hmm. want to build those partnerships across Zimbabwe so that we we can um we can we can sell land for for people. I want to buy land. You want to buy land. Everybody mm-hmm. in the diaspora wants to buy land back home. So yeah. I think this is a market we want to grow very much in the next twelve months. Yeah. We 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 are um, we are exploring is a few avenues in terms of um the mortgage market. Yeah, we want we want to sell mortgages. I think I think um I would love a mortgage. I am. Um, of this this country that we live in, the United mm. Kingdom has taught us that we don't have to pay cash for mm. a lot of things in our lives. So um, I think it would help a lot of people building back home to get mortgages whereby they build their houses, then they can pay on a monthly basis. So I think those <coughs> are the two areas that I'm really going to be focusing on strategically mm. over the next um, two years, just to get those partners, more of those partners on board so mm. that we can sell products like that so that's i think that's our next challenge COVID permitting okay yeah that's very uh, insightful so are you currently doing this full-time at the moment in terms of running the company no i'm a, I'm a, I'm a part-time ceo i've, I've mm. got other interests somewhere that okay. uh, that i that i also run yeah here, sure. here in the united kingdom so um, but I'm, I'm very much available to to raka and i i speak to i think in this age and yeah. season we are in we've got zoom we've got um whatsapp we've got a lot of uh communications platforms mm. that we can use so most meetings with um ceos in zimbabwe mm. or with senior leaders in zimbabwe i do them via zoom i talk to them but i do travel to zimbabwe a lot mm-hmm. uh, i think i go to zimbabwe about three times a year just to to be on the ground as well to see how our operations team are doing and how they are running things so yeah I think I think we are we 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 we're doing well in terms of uh, bringing partners on board because we've got about forty different partners yeah. that, that we work with. So I think that's 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 really good for us. Yeah, because I really like the the model that you have set up. But obviously, there must be a lot of challenges running a, a, a company once you're currently based here in the UK. So can you just tell us what, what do you feel is the biggest difficulty in that scenario? Because you're currently here in the UK physically and obviously you're trying to coordinate and run 
activities back home in Zim. So just tell us a bit of what's the sort of challenges that you face with that. I think for me, one 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 of my biggest uh, sort of um, challenge is communication. Okay. I think um, with the advent of technology and yeah. everything that we have, I still find it, I think, a frustration in terms of communication with my team in Zimbabwe mm. that uh, sometimes I feel they don't, they're not up to pace in terms of how I would expect them to mm. communicate. So if a com- customer lodges an inquiry, I, I want it to be turned around in the next 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes an hour, it takes <clears> two hours, because I think they are dealing with inquiries as well in Zimbabwe of customers yeah. phoning our offices, customers walking in. So I think um, I think communication for me is something that we 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 keep working on. And I think um our um, our though we've got an internet system in Zimbabwe, it's not it's not it's not really mm. as effective as we want it to be. I think it's, it's it's something that will make a difference. I think if our internet communication becomes better in terms of um, bandwidth and all that, I think it will make a big difference. So I think uh, if I was to point at anything, mm. I think it's that. And there's there's I think there's frustrations in terms of our um, own systems. Uh, sometimes you a customer pays for 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 say bricks, for example. Mm-hmm. And this should be an easy process in that I sh- I should just go collect the bricks and but there's a, there's a lot of bottlenecks sometimes yeah, yeah. that are that are not necessary I think there are, there are a lot of unnecessary bottlenecks in in Zimbabwe but I think it's the nature of the environment that we we work in it's the nature of the environment that we we have got to work in and it's 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 a challenge I mean one 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 good example is um at the moment. Mm. We we have been with our bank for the past five six years in Zimbabwe, yeah. and we've been trying to apply for um, a payment system that customers in Zimbabwe can just come, swipe, and pay for their their building materials easily. Mm. But just to get that, it's, it's <laughs> I mean you've got you've yeah. got to do thirty five trips to get one thing. So I think it's 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 those kind of challenges that mm. when you are here, you're thinking. If I'm there, could I? Could they listen to me more as the CEO of the organization? So sometimes you end up doing a lot of emails, but sometimes people don't pick up emails. Sometimes don't. I think it's that back office function as well that, yeah. that most companies in Zimbabwe are still. I think that's that's my struggle. That yeah. see you things that should happen instantly take too long, mm. and I guess it's the red tape. And I think mm. in business sometimes this red tape is not is not necessary. I think we we could be we could be clever we could be smarter in terms of how we we run our businesses and how we run our companies. Yeah, yeah, because it it seems from what you're saying it's it's affecting it's affecting your company a lot in terms of productivity. Yeah, customer service obviously suffers. I think if you're not responsive, because obviously we do take things for granted being based in the UK that you can literally call customer service line and complain or raise any concern. And it's usually dealt with quite quickly, and um, it's, it's it's basically you get a response. And yes. I think that's what the position <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. Zimbabwe, you're not guaranteed a, a response. <laughs> yeah, but I think because you're sort of trying to instill that that culture of that responsiveness, and you're building trust, it's definitely a brand which I can see going really far. Because in terms of building the trust within the community, I think. That's what's 
lacking in terms of their business environment in Zimbabwe because people want to be able to deal with a company that's uh, credible and that's reliable. <clears throat> and when you're based in the diaspora, it's really difficult to find service providers that are linking between, you know, customers here and providing services in Zim. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, that's, that's a big market for us. And I think it's yeah. about trust is important. And yeah. any relationship that you're going to go into, you've got to have a relationship of trust. Mm-hmm. And we, we are working hard to, to build that because, you know, I'm sure you, you appreciate, you appreciate this in that uh, mm-hmm. the moment somebody in the UK hears, oh, it's a Zimbabwean company. The yeah. Yeah, people yeah. Run, run, run for the hills because of uh, previous experiences that they've uh, experienced from past people. Yeah. So um, I think we want to build, we want to continue to build that relationship. We mm-hmm. want to get the trust back from Zimbabwean communities. They, they use traditional white-run companies in Zimbabwe, like mm-hmm. Halsteads and all that. But we, mm-hmm. we offer the same service. We offer better, I think we offer a better service than Halsteads. I think yeah. we offer a better service than Union Hardware in that mm-hmm. we, we are here, we talk to them, in that we manage the delivery process, in that we are a one-stop building partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just taking time to, to build those relationships, yeah. build the trust. Yeah. yeah, to build the reputation, isn't it? Because, yeah. As, as much as you've been around since 2009, they, they, some of these companies have been around since the 60s, I think, even before that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And I guess they've been around too long and they've got finance, you know. I think yeah, exactly. In any business, if yeah. you don't have the right level of finance, you can only be successful as what you have got in your pocket, you know, or the friends that, you, that can support you. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable, yeah. So I think I'm just going to move on to the final segment, which I really enjoy talking about. Um, I just want to just to find out about your personal growth journey, because this is the Growth Point podcast. And we want to talk about personal stories in terms of uh, what sort of routes you've traveled to get to where you are. So can you just take us back a bit in terms of where, where you grew up and uh, obviously uh, your 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 previous education or your life experiences and how they lead us to where we are currently as the CEO of Vaca. Well, where do I start? I guess I'm, I'm a I'm a ghetto youth. I'm a ghetto youth. I was oh. um, I was I was born in Chinoy, but okay. um, I grew up. Uh, my 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 parents moved to to Arara. I think sometime around 1984 85. So mm-hmm. I grew up in Glenora. So okay. I'm a very much a, a ghetto youth. Um, nobody can teach me the ghetto. I, <laughs> I, I, I know what it is like yeah. to, to live in the ghetto. And I, I did my primary school at Zwarabuda Primary School, went to secondary school at Glenora I2. Mm-hmm. I finished my O-levels 1995. So it's, mm-hmm. been, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been some time. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did not, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, my predicted grades for my O-level were, were good. But mm. when it came to, to the time, I only managed to get one GCSE. So I managed to get a, a C grade in mm. geography. So that is what I walked away with at that moment in time. Mm. And I guess I was a bit frustrated with, um, with the education system there mm. that uh, I was always a, a, a C-class student. I was, not, I was not, you know, your AB kind of student. I would get a B here in history or in English literature. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, um, I decided, my parents encouraged me to go and read it. 
I decided it was not for me. So um, for two years, I was, I was working for my dad. He ran a construction company, so I was, I was working for him. Then 1997, I decided it was time for me to go to Bible school. So I went and trained to, to be a pastor. And when I finished Bible school, I think I was only 20. Mm. And I thought being a full-time pastor at a church at the age of 20 was not something that I wanted to do. So I did a lot of uh, missionary work, going around preaching the word of God mm. whilst still working for my dad. So I would still work during the day, go preach somewhere at night or weekends and all that. So um, then eventually the opportunity came for me to move to the United Kingdom in uh, 2002. That's when I moved to the United Kingdom. I came here like everybody else. I worked as a support worker. I, 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 I did what came my way in order yeah. to survive. So whatever <laughs> job turned up on my doorstep, I did that. Then eventually I went to, to university. I went and um, trained to, to be a youth worker. So I'm a, I'm a qualified youth worker by profession. Then I decided to do my master's. That's when I did my MBA. That's when I decided I need to go back into business. So that's okay. when I decided to, um, to yeah. set up um, Vaca Beauty Materials and Hardware. I've been, I've been focused on that for the past uh, 11 years, but I've worked as a, as a manager in different organizations in the United Kingdom over the past, past 12 years now. So, um, yeah. But now I now I do my own things in the United Kingdom. I run my, my own business here in the United Kingdom and welcome. But it's, yeah. it's come with great challenges. It's mm -hmm. come, I, I don't want to lie to you. Yeah. It's got its ups and downs. It's mm -hmm. got its ups and downs. People will let you down. People will promise you things and they will not deliver. But uh, that should not stop somebody from... Um, from going into business. So I think yeah. it's, it's important that uh, once, once you start, once you start that journey, there's no turning back. There is no turning back. You've got to keep going. I think we, we are growing as a business. Um, I don't have a lot of um, pressure in terms of uh, where we need to be. I know where we are going. Mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got its challenges. Uh, we've got, I think our next step is uh, we've got to grow our finance base as a business yeah. in order yeah. to, to grow to the next step so that we can start knocking on the same doorsteps as hostels and all the others. So I think it's, um, it's been a journey. It's been a mm. journey, but um, I've, I've had a good supportive wife. I've had a supportive son. I've had a supportive parents or my parents really support me, family support mm. me. So um, I think you, you, need, you need all that yeah, in order yeah. to, you can't, you can't, it's, mm. it's, it's not just an education. I think sometimes we, we focus on the education to say, oh, I've got an MBA. Mm. I can I can run a business. I've, I've, I know people with what MBAs whose business have failed. So mm. you you need you need everything experience. You need life. Life experience is very important as well to success of of the business. And if you can pass through the ghetto as well, I think the streets, <laughs> of, the, streets of the ghetto will teach you one or two things. <laughs> yeah, thanks for dropping that. Yeah, that's really. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to be honest. You really covered. You <laughs> really gave me a juicy bit of information and. There was loads of gems and nuggets in there. I think I will have to replay this. I think sometime and really, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I, I think where we have come from, you know, yeah, is the, our education system is still a bit um, behind. Yeah. In that, uh, if you fail your O levels, that's it. 
That's it, yeah. It's that's, very traditional. That's yeah, the end true. for you. There's, there's no... There's no other route. You know, for you to train to be a carpenter in Zimbabwe, you need five O-levels. Mm -hmm. For you to train to be a builder in Zimbabwe, you need five O-levels. For yeah. you to go to, to do your advanced levels, you need five O-levels. So I think, there's, I think there's something there in our education system that needs to move with times in that apprentice, people should be offered apprenticeship programs, you know, where you, with it, without even a single O-level, if you can evidence the, the skill to be a painter, you can train to be a painter. I think those are some of the challenges. So I think I was a bit privileged in that yeah. um, I, had, I had a route that I could take when I finished my O-levels. So I, I still have got a bit of a bond to grind with the education system in Zimbabwe. <laughs> but not, not for me, yeah. <laughs> not for me, but for, for the young people, you know, who yeah, yeah, are not true. doing well. Not, not everybody will do well in school, but I think the system needs to op create opportunities mm. for people to, to do other things, other vocational courses. Yeah, I think you touched on a very important point because I think the the whole vocational college is really big in most developed countries because not everyone is traditionally academic and obviously there should be other avenues, whether it's apprenticeships or, you know, or similar schemes just to help people get on the ladder. Because mm -hmm. I think um, you did give me quite a lot of information because I wanted to ask you specifically, what do you think has been your biggest lesson in terms of your entrepreneurship journey so far? I think um, for me, it's the ability to keep knocking on doors. Okay. Because mm. don't expect the door to be opened the first time you knock. Because that door that you're knocking on has got other um, mm. 1,000 people trying to knock on it as well. So if I am going to talk to Lamasat, for example, mm. to be their agent to sell their products, their water tanks, they, I should know that there are other 1,000 people trying to, to knock on that door to do the same. Mm. So I think um, don't, don't, don't give up knocking on doors. Knock in different ways. I've... I've I've, I've knocked in different ways, you know. Yeah. I'll phone you, I'll email you, <laughs> I'll Facebook you, I'll yeah. throw you on, on LinkedIn, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do what it takes to get your attention. So I think do what it takes to get people's attention. I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's a very important lesson because it's like not accepting no for an answer. I think anyone who's starting on the journey as an entrepreneur or wanting to develop an idea, you're going to meet a lot of rejection right from the word goal because obviously you've not been proven you don't have a track record that sort of thing i think you you will definitely meet a lot of resistance and it's literally just about keep going like you're saying i think what you're preaching your message sounds like it's perseverance you just have to persevere and yeah not take no for an answer yeah yes. uh, I think and, 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 and i guess culturally where we come yeah. from presentation makes a big difference as well yeah you know you, you can't you can't go to talk to the bank wearing a jean and a t-shirt like we do here you know the bank yeah, doesn't yeah. judge yeah. you on those bases yeah but if you're in zimbabwe you've got to have your suit on you know you've got mm. to to be properly dressed up for for the yeah. meeting it's it's important so i think it's it's, it's for for young people out there who are trying to to make it i think our presentation yeah. is important Mm -hmm. uh do 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 your presentation present yourself well do your research prepare i think preparation is important for anything mm -hmm. that you're going to do in life don't just you can't wing it in terms of everything yeah. you know don't just don't just turn up 
I, I, if I'm, if I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to talk to you, mm. I, I, I had to look up every information about you before I talk to you today. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. I, I just don't walk into something. Yeah. I have to prepare myself for whoever I'm going to talk to. Mm. I mean, if I have to go on LinkedIn, if I have to go, I, I mean, I'm in the business of googling people. I'll Google you. I'll yeah. Google everything I need to know about you to prepare myself best. I think yeah. sometimes those are things that we we take for granted, mm-hmm. but I think they're they're important. Okay. So in terms of um, any resources, I think at this segment, I just want to ask you, is there any specific resources or information that you can signpost to someone listening that, where they can access information, how to start in your industry, for example, or any sort of business avenue? Um, any resources that you can suggest that worked for you? I would say, mm-hmm. what, I think we businesses are moving. Yeah, with time, and businesses are very much a network-based approach now. In terms of, uh, you've got to build relationships with mm-hmm. people, individuals. Yeah. Okay. You've got to build those relationships. Be part of something. Don't operate as a silo. Be part of a network. Like for say, for example, for example, there are different chambers of commerce. Be part of a chamber of commerce. Be part of um, uh, the small small small, medium enterprises, organizations in Zimbabwe, be part of organizations like, like Mars, you know, the Marketing Association yeah. of Zimbabwe, be sick to be part of things. I'm, I'm part of the CEO roundtable in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of CEOs that are, okay. but what, what it involves is paying money to be a member, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it helps to network. I mean, now it's, it's difficult because of COVID-19, mm-hmm. but I think it makes a big, big difference in terms of networking Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's important that you you create networks, synergies that are important for you. And reading is important. I'm currently reading a book by Jack Ma uh, that uh, the Alibaba the, the Alibaba um, founder. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, currently the missing founder. at the moment, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's stories. Yeah. Where's Jack Ma? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 reading his book at the moment. So. Yeah. I think it's it's good to mm. to read different books. I've mm. just started. To, I've I've not done this 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 mm-hmm. year actually. Just so it's it's very new to me. I'm I've I've listened to TED talks, yeah. but I've never really followed TED talks. Mm. But that's something that I've decided to do for myself this year. That I'm just going to look at different TED talks and just just listen to them, the podcast, and, and just um. Here, give yourself time to listen. I think it's it's important to listen. Yeah. Most people just like like to talk, so, yeah. but I think um, listening is is more effective than yeah. talking because when you listen, you understand. If I'm going to sell somebody a product, it's because I have listened to what they need, what they want, and I built myself around that. So um, I think for me, it's about listening and even investment opportunities. I mean, I've got, I'm I'm invested in a lot of things both here and in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And this has come through listening. Um, whenever mm-hmm. people are talking, I'm listening. I've got to listen to everything that everybody says, so that it. When I go back and give my time myself time to reflect, I've I've got good understanding. So read up, keep reading, read people's stories. Our stories will be different from Strive Masiwa's story. Yeah. You know, everybody's story is different, but yeah. um, you 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 have got to try to inform your own path to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. Learn, learn from everybody, learn from everybody's story, and from there, get strengthened. 
so that you do not give up. I think giving up is the worst thing. I mean, I've so many times I could have walked away from this, you know, yeah. like uh, when somebody stole money from us or somebody yeah. did not do as, as we asked them to do and I had, we had to repay something twice, but it's, I call it the cost of doing business. It's the cost of doing business. But listen, learn. You, you always learn something from doing an activity. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thanks. I mean, you, you, you keep over-delivering when I ask you simple questions. I think you go a lot. Yeah, it's really, it's really insightful and inspirational. I think, I think um, a point that I really like that you touched on is on learning. That's the reason why I decided to create this platform, Growth Point TV, we need to learn from each other in terms of us people in the Zimbabwean community, people in the Afro-Caribbean community here in the UK, you know, in terms of how best to run businesses and linking in back home and obviously providing solutions there. I think that's where a lot of growth is going to come from. And uh, I think in terms of learning, um, definitely TED Talks are quite useful. I find them quite useful as well because you can learn mm. about different subjects on there as well. Uh, I find podcasts as well quite useful because you can listen to the audio uh, and the YouTube videos. I'm pretty sure we all know you can search how to learn about yes. literally every industry. So mm. hopefully with this platform is as we go along, as we improve it, you know, we'll get more content on there. People that are interested in watching um, different um, content on business, uh, entrepreneurship, finance and uh, personal growth, like you, you described quite clearly in your personal story. This will be the platform for that. So yeah, um, yeah, sure. Go on. Sorry. I, I think it's I think it's it's important to have yeah. platforms like this. I don't think we 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 have we I don't think you guys are promoted enough. This this kind of platforms. I think it's mm. it's important for for learning. It's important for for development. I think I think it's good that you guys are doing something like this. Yeah. Okay. I and appreciate we want, growth, that. We want, we want growth point TV to continue yes. to grow. Yes. The growth point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the growth point that people know in Zim, but I flipped the. Yeah. 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 It's going to be something different. The 2.0 yeah. version. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of how can people reach you? Any any uh, social media handles? If someone wants to reach you or your company, can you just provide us any details, please, uh, in terms of how to reach yeah. you? Yeah. People can reach me. I'm, I'm on, on, on the biggest social media platform. I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Just look up um, Tapiwa Kundoro and you will find me and we, we can talk. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's something that I've um, avoided for a bit in terms of yeah. I've had people ask me mentoring opportunities and all that. Yeah. But um, I think it's something that I'm going to try to... Where, where, where possible, try to have um, discussions maybe on my Facebook platform as well, yeah. just to take questions and um, talk to people about um, about business. I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not a host like you, so <laughs> that's, that's 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 not my skills, but but I, I will definitely talk to people about business. I think it's it's important that we we build one another in business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Uh, just just a disclaimer that I'm actually still learning this as well as I go along. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's just a learning process for me, but I'm just going to keep improving it as I go along, whether I need a co-host or we'll just see. It's just work in progress. We'll see how it develops. But for now, I think the important thing is just to get started and let's, let's start having these conversations and let, let's start sharing our stories and hopefully we can mm. all inspire and provide insights for each other. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, the experiences are important. Yeah. 
yeah definitely yeah so i think i mean that brings us to the end of our podcast i don't know if there's anything else you think you we, we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about um i think this last just just to to say to people out there you know any form of business that we are running whether it's vacuum or any other business yeah a business needs to remain relevant the moment you you lose your relevance that's it that's you're out take for example nokia i mean who thought nokia would would go out of business you know <laughs> when we were playing with the nokia 3310s yeah. that was that was the thing to have you know but uh they lost relevance so i think always i think my advice to people in business out there is continue to seek relevance one day people will wake up and say we don't need cars anymore then mm. the car has lost its relevance i mean the united kingdom 20 years from now are getting rid of petrol and diesel cars Mm. So all these companies, if they don't start thinking ahead about mm. what are we going to do 20 years from now, then there's no there's no hope for them. So yeah. I think each and every business has got to continue to consider what does its future look like. Okay. Yeah, I think just to add on to that, I think a lot of companies, just going back to the Zimbabwean business environment, it's just about working with more younger people in terms of trying to learn and leverage technology using social media using the internet in terms of because that's the next frontier of a lot of businesses and mm-hmm. it's quite frustrating i think for a lot of people that are based here when you're trying to research a company in zimbabwe or you're trying to find a way of accessing their services they, they don't even have a website or they don't have a social media presence and it's just about understanding that it's no longer a, a, a fad so to speak but it's actually necessary for business it's essential for them to have a social media presence yeah this is like the the, having a landline back in the day you know everybody yes yes (laughs) you definitely have to have you know a social media presence and obviously if if you're still running it like a very traditional company there's rooms for all these new and exciting entrants that are going to really disrupt the industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, to, to, tell, to tell the truth, asset worker would prefer them not to have websites, not to yeah, have yeah. Facebook pages, <laughs> not to be reachable, you know, so that every customer can come here to Vaca where we've got everything. So, I mean, yeah. we are moving into the world of chat boxes. So we have a chat box on our website very soon yeah. where people can just talk to us on our website as well so yeah it's it's it's, it's a good Exciting journey plans. yeah okay y- yes yeah <laughs> yeah so i think on that note i think we'll, we'll end it there i mean it's been an honor having you on the podcast this is episode two on growth point tv podcast and thank you very much tapio andoro for sharing your words of advice and you've provided me a lot of inspiration and insights and i'm pretty sure people listening will feel the same way and thank you again once more Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. And we look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, definitely. We'll do a part two and we'll see how it goes. We'll catch up, isn't it? <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure.